welcome to Buenta Vista episode 124. Uh, I'm Andrew, and thanks for joining us on what, looking out my window, is a nice uh, sunny Sunday morning. But, you know, we don't have time for rest on the Lord's Day, if you know what I'm saying, right, Ben? Uh-huh. Where's this going? You know that, you know that <laughs> God guy that we're all, <laughs> we're all always thinking about? Just thinking about God. <laughs> um... I don't know. It seems like a cool guy. Hey, thanks for creating the universe. I do lots of stuff in it. Yeah, that's most, almost all of the things that you do take place in the universe. That's absolutely true. Uh, and what about you, Lucy? Please give us your lifetime of religious experiences. Well, I'm, I'm getting some recently. Uh, we got a, we got oh. a booklet in the mail. Um, nice. I opened one page and it said something about uh, prostitutes and homosexuals and I decided it probably wasn't for me. Hey, sounds like a great weekend to me. Mm-hmm. Close this bad boy Don't back Don't threaten me mm-hmm. with a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Theo, a man who is uh, fallen from the face of God, mm-hmm. is also here. How are and, you? And I'm good. And it is strange my uh, complete lack of, you know, I guess religious beliefs or what have you, considering that I was actually physically made, I believe, to be an altar boy. Mm, <laughs> definitely. The hand of the creator was involved <laughs> in forming my body. You stood back, no, pastier. No. <laughs> Little pastier. Can we, can we go Mika? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear me. But I will inherit the earth, so... That's nice. You're going to refuse it, though. They'll be like, hey, uh, it's it's your time, Mr. Meek. The mm-hmm. earth is yours. And you'll be, oh, I, I, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't possibly. possibly. I couldn't. <laughs> Little old me. No, you, oh, you gosh. I'd probably just mess it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm starting to think that's what the billionaires are relying on, you know? Huh. These guys who are all, hey... I think I know how to spend my $100 billion the best. Jeez, way to make it political, Andrew. We're all just yeah, having a good on. time. <laughs> Who's going to bring politics into it? Jesus. We're all just talking about inheriting the earth over here at some point. When are the meek going to get some airtime, you know? Hmm. That's what the show when is all about, I thought. For it. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that, that's the paradox, really, isn't it? That uh, you start to get some airtime as soon as you really start to stand up and assert yourself, at which point you're no longer that meek. It's mm. a real catch-22. Yeah. And Never it's not really the meek getting the airtime at that point. So I hope you're proud of yourself, Theo. I'm not. <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking some shine from the meek yet again. My goodness. I'll tell you who's not too meek. These goddamn police out here. Uh, and what is what is the worst state in Australia as far as the police are concerned? Everybody? Oh, is, is it Queensland? Or are Ooh. we talking New South Wales? Oh, this week it's definitely got to be New South, South Wales. Yeah, New South Wales. The week before Victoria had their, their week in the saddle. Mm. It's New South Wales' turn, but... We all take we'll, a turn. Queensland will get ours. Yeah, we I feel like will. it's a, bit, uh, a hot potato that is passed around between mm. uh, Queensland, Victoria and New South Wales. You don't really hear too much about... I mean, um, you know, there are all sorts of uh, terrifying abuses of Indigenous people over on the other side of but the we country. we don't and report on and everything. That, so. Uh, well, none of us live there. 
you know? Yeah, and mm. the media doesn't seem interested, so apparently I think there's probably no problem if no one's saying anything about it. Not a problem. It'd be on Except, the news ugh. if there were a problem. Yeah, well, it would be on the news, that's right, if you would see it. I mean... Except for when, you know, the horrifying reports leak out about the way that uh, our Northern Territory jails are run and what occurs in them. But How many children are in them. But we try and bury that as quickly as possible because no one likes feeling bad. No, it's well, very that's true. a downer story. Hmm. Um, so the New South Wales Police Force has been truly, truly getting their shine on this week. Um, there is a post here. That I would like Lucy to read out for oh, us. Oh, you want me to? Oh, the the uh, Twitter post. Is it, is it Twitter? Or is it Facebook? This, this is Facebook. Oh, it was a Facebook, was a Facebook post. post. Okay. Oh, um, God. I so, did so, this you one. can sing it if you want. <laughs> Hit us with this post from the New South Wales Police Force. This New week. South Wales Police Force says, "If you want to be my lover, you gotta get my consent. It won't last forever. You've gotta ask again." If you want to be my lover, consent I've got to give. Ask me, don't be sleazy, because that's the way it is. Hashtag no means no. Powerful. I would bet money on the fact they have stolen this from a tweet. (laughs) This seems like a tweet from leftist Harry Potter Twitter, for sure. Um, I guess there's another question here, which is, like, did... Did the Spice Girls song Wannabe come out, uh, I'm going to say, over 20 years ago? Yes, certainly. Uh, 1996 Mm. is when the song that this is parodying the lyrics of came out. Uh, Not a lot of context given that that they're doing like a Spice Girls bit. Mm. Uh, Spice Girls, of course, being the famous girl group that broke up many years ago. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) occasionally reunites for a bit of money. New South Wales Police Force, of course, being famously great at dealing with rape and sexual assault cases. Just mm. the police in general, we love them. Love the police so, when it comes to sexual assault. They're so good with this. They said, you know how we can uh, really, really get out in front of this one? A bit of a, bit of a pithy, weird owl style consent uh, satire of a Spice Girls song, I guess. Mm. Oh, I, I would have loved to sit in on the meeting where somebody pitched this to their manager, like this, the social media manager. Get this. Uh, do you remember the song Wannabe by the Spice Girls? And they go, no. And they go, no, I'm, oh, t- I'm 19 what years what old. Really, really <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, I've heard that um, on the oldies radio station or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Either that one hundred four point two classic hits FM from the nineties and back, baby. Yes, either that or the social media manager says, "Yes, I remember that because I'm forty. Uh, and so then they go, "Well, what if we change the lyrics of the song?" Mm-hmm. But it was about having to actively and repeatedly get consent from someone you're having sex with while you're having sex with them. And they say, "Green light." It'll make us Green look light. really That's good. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not even going to check it before problems. it goes out. It's, it's, you're probably solving a lot of problems here today. Hmm. Why do women hate the police? What can we do about this? You know what? Women love. They love the Spice Girls. They, they love being condescended to. Mm, uh, when people think uh, New South Wales police, they often think girl power. That is uh, certainly what, is, certainly what, what I think. What could be more synonymous with girl power than a Spice Girls song? 
So it's been going great for them. Um, it's been going particularly well for New South Wales Police Minister David Elliott. So this dude is in a bit of hot water this week because um, some new data has come out showing that 122 underage girls had been subjected to strip searches in New South Wales since 2016. Which is... uh so weird. I feel like you just made me read uh, like a pro-feminism kind of kind of Facebook post. I'm a little confused it's, here. It's kind of like their words and actions are two totally uh, different orthogonal things. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a little like that, I guess. Um, but I'm sure that he's got a perfectly normal uh, reaction to all of this as we read on. I, I think you could probably say that it's the most normal way anybody could have ever reacted to this. Okay. So, these Can't numbers wait. obtained under freedom of information laws showed that two of the 122 children were just 12 years old and eight of them were 13. Now, to me, uh, that's not good. Yeah. I don't want to put an unpopular opinion out there. I'm not a fan, personally. That seems bad. <laughs> it's getting a... I'm holding, my, I'm holding my fist out and it's sideways, my thumb... Parallel to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much Ready like, to make your judgment. Yeah, very much like um, Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of Caesar in... Well, it wasn't even Caesar, was it? It was a totally different, totally different emperor. In the movie Gladiator, <laughs> which is of a similar vintage mm-hmm. as the Spice Girls song, <laughs> Wannabe. And I'm ready to give him a judgment. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. My thumb has turned. It's pointing down straight towards the ground. That's how I'm feeling about these numbers. So, Mr. Elliot today defended New South Wales Police's ability to strip search children. Great sentence. Which has been put under the microscope in New South Wales this year. Okay. Last month. Probably using data and stuff. uh, Ideally. Okay. But... Last month, the Law Enforcement Conduct Commission held an inquiry into the strip search of a 16-year-old girl at a music festival. So... This is a thing that's come up a bit in the context of like pill testing and uh, drug laws around, uh, particularly around music festivals in New South Wales. And so there have been people at music festivals who have been pulled into the drug testing area uh, by police and said, hey, uh, give me your drugs. And when they've said, I don't have any. The cops have then gone, well, it's time for me to strip search you in that case. If Oh, no, sorry. I'm totally wrong. It's when peop- it's when the police want to, like, swab people, isn't it? When the police want to, like, swab the insides of people's mouths. They also yeah. do this at the, at the roadside um, drug testing buses. There's been a lot of uh, stories in the media about um, the roadside drug test things for drivers. That they will pull people out of their cars and say, and pull them into the van thing. And say, okay, we would now like to swab the inside of your mouth for a test to see if you've done any drugs. And when people say, no, I don't actually have to let you do that. They've gone, cool, in that case, we're now going to forcefully strip search you if you refuse to consent. Which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, right? Because if I've just finished smoking a joint, uh, the joint is not then stored in my asshole (laughs) afterwards, right? (laughs) Like, I don't... It's not like a A to B process. So... It depends whether or not you are uh, being environmentally considerate about where you put your butts, you know? Sure. You're just going to toss it on the ground or are you going to take it with you when you go? Uh, that's true. <laughs> Nature's pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> you wait pocket. for it to cool down, chuck it in there. 
So this is uh, this is what I think is the the relevant point in all of this is that like police do have the powers to strip search people to search people without consent, often without a warrant or any of that sort of thing. But it's always based on some very uh, some very flexible interpretation of what the police think is like a you know a factor that proves that they have to do this thing. And in a lot of cases, that turns out to be if the cops come up to you and say we would like to look through your bag now, just on the street out of nowhere, and you say, no? They say, well, you know, will you consent to this search? And you say, no. Then a lot of the time that means they can say, ah, this person's acting suspiciously about being searched, mm. leading me to believe that they have something on them that I need to find, therefore my search is now legal. Um, but more importantly, in a lot of cases, it seems like, cops tend to use these particular powers they have to punish people who have said uh, no to something a cop has told them to do, that they're not actually legally obliged to do. So, while giving evidence at this inquiry for the Law Enforcement Conduct Commission, uh, the officer who conducted the search of the 16-year-old conceded that it was likely unlawful. So, again, great stuff. Uh, Sure, I did it, but I definitely wasn't allowed to. (laughs) But that's, that's probably fine, I guess. Uh, So, Mr. Elliot said today, I've got young children, and if I thought the police felt they were at risk of doing something wrong, I'd want them strip searched. Hmm. 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 So, uh... Hmm. 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 About that one, chief. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, I would say that that ain't it. No, it's definitely not it. Mm. Uh, If my my kids refused to tidy their room, I would immediately drive them to the police station. Say, these kids are acting suspiciously and I demand. I demand. Please strip search search my children. Please. I like... And what I I like about this as well is the sort of... um, classic uh, cop propaganda of well if the cops thought that my kids had done something then clearly they've done something like you, you can't possibly question the motivations or the judgment or anything else of any individual police officer it is quite simply if a cop tells you to do something then it's because you've done something wrong well, like, also can i can i just say that at a music festival uh, at a like public you know, transport like a train station or, you know, the side of the street or wherever they're pulling people up. There is no action that anybody could possibly take that strip searching them is worth it. There is no there is nothing that anyone on the street is keeping in their ass uh, that could cause any more harm than strip searching that person. I don't I don't understand like what it is that they expect if someone's acting suspiciously in a in a train station like what it is that they expect to get out of getting to them to squat over a mirror like whatever's up there is not going to be a bazooka or something right like, imagine that's, if it was that would be if awesome oh <laughs> it's always drugs and it's like who cares? How many Who can cares you fit up there, really? You can fit up there. 
Mm. Yeah, it's not going to be like um, you know Jim Carrey as the mask pulling the the great big mallet out of his cartoon <laughs> pocket. You know, it's not going to be Again, like that. Imagine if it was. Imagine mm. if it was. Uh, police vindicated today as, <laughs> as <laughs> man with magical butthole. Um, no, again, I, I think it's just this whole ridiculous thing. Like all of the replies that you will see on any social media post that involves uh, somebody who has been assaulted by the police or illegally searched or has been brutalized in some capacity, um, there is always a bunch of just absolute yahoos in a reply saying, well, if you had have done what the cop told you, there wouldn't have been a problem. If you had have just complied with what the cop had said, um, always completely ignoring the fact that in a lot of situations, the things that people are being asked to do are in direct contravention of their actual rights. But at least there's checks and balances on these things and um, repercussions for when they're misused, like old mate saying that it was unlawful. I'm sure the system will in some way balance that out by checking their power, though. If there's one thing that we're all very used to in Australia, mm-hmm. it's the police being held to account when they abuse uh, their powers. So, um, you know, this guy says, hey, I I wish, I wish the cops would strip search my kids. I wish they were doing something wrong right now oh. so I could teach oh, them a Jesus. lesson. I'm considering, <laughs> I'm considering like planting drugs on my kids just what to get them strip searched. Who is this gremlin? Uh, he says, having been Minister for Juvenile Justice, we have 10-year-olds involved in terrorism no, activity. No, you don't. No, and not in don't. the way that you want to make for this point. You absolutely do not. For the point that you are making... Show me one. Show me the 10-year-old. Well, considering how many, oh, uh, how many cases in Australia that involve widely publicised raids of, of people for suspicion of terrorism activity and then like uh, six months later they're just quietly settling with that person out of court mm. um, when it turns out that all they actually had was a, a bit of audio um, from them like a Fortnite game saying I'm going to frag you uh, and that was it so good to see that this guy has also been the minister for juvenile justice that he's um, very keen on all of the most oppressive things. So, in regular circumstances, police can strip search children between the ages of 10 and 18 in New South Wales only while a parent, guardian, or support person is present. However, and this is the, oh, if you're acting suspiciously by saying you don't want to be searched, that's grounds for searching you part. However, if police believe that evidence may be at risk of being destroyed and the circumstances are, quote, urgent, they can search a child while a parent or guardian is not there. <sighs> Again, so, I- impossible impossible to imagine circumstances where that is actually true. Mm. Yeah, except that the only thing that exists in terms of oversight for this is that they say to the, the cop who did it, yeah, but did you believe that it was urgent? And they say, yes. yes. And that's it. Like all the cops in America who shoot people and then say, oh, but I, w- I feared for my life. And they go, oh, well, in that case, it's, it's cool. It's actually good that you did it. Uh, So, Mr. Elliot acknowledged the searches are not always appropriately used. Hmm. Quote, Of course they haven't always been used according to the standard operating procedures, and anyone who feels that has been done erroneously has got some reply to that, he said. Not a sentence. Uh, Also, (laughs) I feel like uh, the words, of course, shouldn't be at the start of a sentence stating... (laughs) 
that they are sexually assaulting people from mm. the police minister. Yeah, of course just, this happens. Of course it happens. Just personally. I feel like that's probably not how that sentence should go. Hey, look, it's going to happen. It's you just know? a couple of bad eggs. Sometimes you're just out there being a cop and uh, you strip a 12-year-old nude after accusing them of terrorism because they pointed at you and, like, uh, pulled the end of their nose up and made an oink-oink sound. It's going to happen. It's normal stuff. Uh, So, New South Wales Attorney General Mark Speakman defended the use of strip searches but acknowledged the policy was being reviewed. Uh, Quote, strip searches are an important investigative tool... But obviously, we have to get the balance right. They need to be used only where appropriate. Cool. So, I would love to know, um, again, what the appropriate love things are. boys in blue. Yeah. It's one of, these, one of these weird things where, strangely, you only ever, ever, ever hear about inappropriate use of this thing. There's never, you know, there's never a big front page article. Uh, strip search prevents murder. <laughs> Strip search stops 911 too. <laughs> the 911. 9-12. 9-12. But uh, Police Minister David Elliott is having a really shitty week because he was also embroiled in a road rage incident this week. Uh, Mr. Elliott has denied grabbing a teenager dri- a teenage driver's arm during a heated argument on a Sydney road, um, but admitted that he claimed to work for the police. New South Wales Labour leader Jody McKay says that that could leave him open to being charged with impersonating an officer. Hell yeah. What what do we think the likelihood of that happening is? This guy's a bloody loose unit. He is 1,000% a loose unit. Uh, Mr. Elliott says the 17-year-old male driver clipped his car and drove off on Windsor Road on October 17th. The teen's father has told the Australian newspaper the minister chased his son through back streets before grabbing his arm, which Mr. Elliott strongly denies. This guy just fucking hates teenagers. He hates oh. them. I was I was just trying to grab him to get his clothes off. <laughs> I was just trying to strip search your son. It's not a problem. Just a casual strip searching. He says, I spoke to him through the passenger side. No one touched anything, Mr. Elliot told the newspaper. However, he did admit he, quote, blew up when the youth refused to exchange contact details and swore at his wife. <laughs> He claimed he didn't have to, so I said, I work for the cops, Mr. Elliot said. He didn't believe me, so I gave him my business card, which would have said, police minister, which mm-hmm. of course, is not a cop. Uh, you also don't work for the police. You are a minister who is in charge of a portfolio that involves the police. Um, he said, show me your badge. I said, I pay for the badges. I don't get one. Mm. Uh, it's just wonderful like my dad works at nintendo (laughs) coming off that sentence i'm i'm actually um the police of the police Mm, i control the badges i'm the police's boss i am pretty master cop um so yeah i feel like this is not a great look uh to to say it's not a good look. I work for the police. Here's my business card that says something about the police on it. And also, I give all the policemen their badges. Uh, the idea that... Like, the idea to me that you, you would be able to cast this in any light other than... I had an interaction, like, outside of business hours with another citizen. And I immediately tried to scare the shit out of them by saying, I am in charge of the police. Uh, It's very silly to me. 
The boy's father said his, fun, his son phoned him during the verbal altercation and he could hear a man, quote, yelling and screaming in the background. <laughs> uh, I think in this day and age when road rage is quite high profile, it is poor form by someone in that position to behave like that, the father said. The minister said damage to his car will cost between $500 and $1,000 to fix. <gasps> Ooh. Who cares? <laughs> That's Probably not a lot of money to me. To no, that is a panel beater's a job. A pittance to me. Uh, 500 to $1,000. Imagine how many police badges I could buy with that money. And instead, I'm going to spend gonna it on my car. Some. <sighs> really blowing uh, the badge budget. Unbelievable. New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller has tasked Assistant Commissioner Mark Jones with undertaking an independent, and I'm going to do big scare quotes around that for everyone, an independent review of the incident. Um, love it when the cops investigate the cops. Well, I mean, what could perfect. go wrong? Who, who is better equipped? Exactly. Who's higher than the cops? The only detectives we have, they're cops. So it's got to be done. Who cops the copsmen, you know? Mm. Uh, they say all witnesses will be spoken to in order to ascertain if they are in a position to provide any further information, a police spokeswoman said in a statement. What does that you could mean? have just said, we're interviewing all the witnesses. Mm. But instead you have to... Um, Speak to Cops them speak in order up. to ascertain if they are in a position to provide any further information. <laughs> I love cop speak and like the four ways of saying uh, a single We're going to interview people. Oh, wonderful stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I got an idea, New South Wales Police. Uh, please stop strip searching children and harassing teens. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy idea, you know? Crazy. I just wish they wouldn't. But who knows what they'll do if they stop focusing on that. Ooh, it's true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we worried about known, known unknowns and unknown unknowns, that kind of thing? Yes. At least, you know, we can keep an eye on them while they're doing this. The other things, they could be shadier. They could be worse. Well, yeah, who knows what they haven't even been caught for yet, you know? And folks, now it's time for one of your favourite segments. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking. Oh, folks, it's yes. Plainly Speaking. It's plain time. It's Lucy's segment where she gets to talk about planes because she's a big plane freak. Never. Did you see the Disney planes? What are the, the Disney Star Wars planes? planes? I did not see the Disney planes or the Star Wars planes. Well, I guess, sorry, what I mean is that obviously Star Wars planes are also Disney planes. Oh. Uh, because they own them, mm. but uh, there's a whole whole bunch of uh, like promotional Star Wars branded jets uh, oh doing God. the rounds at the moment, where they have like a big Millennium Falcon on the side, going cool, going hyperspeed and all that kind of shit. And I was like, you know who'd love this? You know who loves planes and Star Wars? I don't. I don't like being known for either of those things. To be quite well, honest, will you deny either of those charges? I don't deny either of those. Moving on. We have a pretty pretty fun plane story this week. Oh, boy. It's been a, a banner year for gender reveal parties. huh? Uh, gender reveal stunt leads to plane crash in Texas. <laughs> oh, I love Take it already. that, Hemingway. <laughs> Another gender reveal stunt went horribly wrong and led to a recent plane crash in Texas, according to a National Transportation Safety Board accident report released on Friday. 
The pilot was flying a plane at low altitude on September 7 as part of an elaborate gender reveal for a friend, according to the report. Mm-hmm. What I think they were trying to person. do like a September 11 commemoration sort of thing. <laughs> Just oh. flying up to do my friend's gender reveal party. The pilot dumped 350 gallons of pink water from the plane. How do you have pink water? How pink's it going to be, you know? Um, the plane was too low and immediately stalled. The pilot was not injured in the crash in Turkey, Texas. Hilarious name for a place. Um, the plane's other passenger had minor injuries. Amazing that no one died in this. The plane was designed to carry only one person, the report said. <laughs> just just a whole lot of stupid shit going on here. The incident was the latest. How many beers were had before they went up in this thing, I'm wondering? <laughs> oh, my God. This incident was the latest in a string of gender reveal stunts gone awry. In October, a family in Iowa inadvertently built a pipe bomb for a party that exploded and killed a grandmother. Last year, an off-duty border patrol agent was ordered to pay more than $8 million in restitution after his gender reveal caused a forest fire in Arizona. Just more proof it's that so gender freaks do so much more damage. I just, I think we should just stop these until we figure out what's going on. I'm you know? sure that... That forest fire was like 46,000 acres as well. Like, this is oh not like God. you started a small brush fire. It was like fucking insane. And there was another one of these last week. Uh, like, no one died in this one, but police were called to another gender reveal in Iowa uh, because they did it like out in the middle of nowhere and it still managed to blow out the windows in someone's house nearby. <laughs> But they, they weren't charged with anything because they were using a store-bought gender reveal explosion kit. And, like, they, they didn't... I'm sorry, what? Uh, a store-bought, store-bought gender reveal explosion kit. Just picking up my gender reveal explosion kit from the local Walmart. You know those scenes in, like, uh, action movies where there's some, you know, like, ex ex-special ops type person uh, and... And they have to do something. For example, Mark Wahlberg's shooter, oh. uh, where he has to go. He like goes to the supermarket or the tool store or whatever, and buys like the tool store. Jesus Christ, um, and buys a whole bunch of stuff that he then like turns into pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. I was picturing a kind of like a Tim- Timothy McVeigh kind of situation where <laughs> someone's like <laughs> torn their entire van out and just packed it full of gender reveal devices. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, I don't want anyone to think that I'm making a bomb, so I'm just going to buy 20 gender reveal explosion <laughs> oh, <no>. kits. <laughs> also, I'm really enjoying uh, the thought that you can go to uh, www.ntsb.gov, that's the National Transportation Safety Board, and look up this uh, safety incident, and they uh, they literally just have a safety incident on there uh, about this plane crashing uh, <laughs> due to a gender reveal in their official documentation. It's wonderful. Uh, I would just like to note as well um, for any anybody who, who cares to know that, or any Australians, I guess, that that was 1,324 litres of pink water. Where did they... That they were what was dumping out of this thing. That is one tonne of water, right? Which, which leads me to well, question... Where, where were they dumping this stuff? Was where it were like they dumping just, it? Was it just sort of onto a forest or something? Could somebody have been hiking underneath it at the time? Or? <laughs> they were just pouring well, what out if this they were, pink water. What if they were dumping it on the last gender reveal fire? <laughs> 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 just warring gender reveals. 
So what's worse, guys? Um, having gender-neutral bathrooms like we already do in every house in the world uh, or burning down the nation's forests and killing all of our grandmothers in order to reveal uh, the genders of babies? It's probably the bathroom. Hard thing, to right? say. It's hard to say. <sighs> it's so weird. Why don't people stop? Why don't people stop? You don't need to do this. You don't no, have to. you really to. don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, and, and of course, just in terms of show canon, this is now the second uh, exploding grandmother. I was it thinking really that too. This one exploded mm, yep. beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, as far as things to make you feel pretty bad, there is um, crafting a gender reveal pipe bomb and accidentally killing your own mother, which is what that guy did. Uh, he killed the 60-something-year-old... Uh, his own mother slash the the grandmother of his baby, his to-be-born baby. Oh, my God. This is uh, some Black Mirror shit. <laughs> oh, it's bleak as fuck. Um, so if you would like, to, If you would like to hear another tale of exploding grandmothers, please listen to episode 110 of the show, Blast Testing. Uh, very, very important things to be heard there. Mm-hmm. And speaking of other uh, topics that we have spoken about before, and return to yet again because we we cannot stop ourselves. Uh, Theo, I'm getting up on my little steppy ladder, <laughs> going up to the side. The uh, this is the Harry Connick Jr. Uh, memorial gollywog incident counter, <laughs> uh, and we are taking that bad boy back to zero. Uh, I don't know if it actually left zero. I don't know if it can ever leave zero when you can just wander into a... Uh, any store in the country. Any store. Mm. And there's just a shelf dedicated to gollywogs. But uh, I, I think as far as like celebrating gollywogs go, maybe that counts. So we'll put that back to zero anyway, because... You, you get up on the ladder and you take the zero card off and then just reach into a box that's all full of other zeros. Um, <laughs> Um, it's a little, little article entitled Whittlesley, Whittles, Whittlesey Show Award Winning Gollywog Quilt Sparks Outrage <laughs> Can I get you to run that by me one uh, more time? Gonna, I'm going to give that one another go uh, Whittlesey Show Award Winning Gollywog Quilt Sparks Outrage wow. Award Winning Gollywog Quilt Award Winning Gollywog Quilt I'm sorry, I'm looking at the picture of it. It's on my screen. I can't. <laughs> this one is this one is uh, special to me uh, because I, I, I feel like they've really gone above and beyond to uh, be oblivious to any kind of um, racial sensitivity. They've somehow made the gollywog more racist, mm. I believe. Uh-huh. They said, you know, this gollywog, pretty racist. Yep. What but- would make it more racist uh, would be if it was a quilt with 24 gollywogs performing acts such as lassoing a, uh, I'm going to say that again, lassoing, I'm going to skip hmm. past that, a native <laughs> <laughs> rope, rope catching. Rope catching. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to kind of take the shine off this next part. Um, a native American Indian Um. <sighs> It's 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 really something to it's, behold, the whole thing. Absolute, um, yep. It's eye watering. I would say uh, you've got the Haka 
um, them performing the haka. There's 24 in all. On can this, I can I do a speed round? Can I do a speed round on here? this dog shit quilt? Please do a speed round. This. All right, we've got a gollywog leprechaun representing oh Ireland. He's God. jumping up. He's clicking his no. heels together. There's a pot of gold. <laughs> We've got a Mexican gollywog. Yes, he's wearing a sombrero. Yes, he's playing a guitar. Yes, he's wearing a poncho. Next, we've got a Scottish gollywog. He's there in his kilt. He's got his bagpipes. Next up, we've got the Spanish gollywog. He's a bullfighter. He's got the whole outfit on. Uh, Next up, we seem to have, I I think it's Norway. Um, It is a Viking gollywog. He's got a shield, the helmet, a sword, the whole deal. Next, we have... Oh, a Japanese gollywog. Oh, he's, oh my god. He's mm. got... Unless that's Vietnam, actually. Um, he does have the rice paddy hat. Oh, no. He does seem to be wearing some kimono type of deal. Yes, his eyes are very noticeably more um, oh, slit style oh, than the other gollywogs. Next, we have a French gollywog standing next to the Eiffel Tower. He's got the beret. He's got the stripy shirt. He looks like a mime up in this bitch. That's he's holding fine. a baguette. That's not a problem. There is a Dutch gollywog, um, which this seems to just be a depiction of a regular oh, Dutch person <laughs> uh, with a blackened face black and face, red yeah. lips. Yeah, they're doing the Dutch Peter thing. Uh, no good. No good to me. we got a Canadian gollywog. Um, he's a gollywog in full Royal Mounted Police. He is apologizing. Uh, we have a gollywog doing the haka for New Zealand. Uh, we have a Brazilian gollywog who is in the full Carmen Miranda dress and fruit hat. Um, now here's the Japanese gollywog. He's a sumo wrestler. Mm. Uh, we have an Egyptian gollywog done up like uh, a pharaoh. He's got the the big headpiece. He's got holding an ankh. Um, we have a British gollywog. He's got the 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 what's the the guards? The royal guards. The funny hat. feeders. Yeah, beef feeders. Thank you so much. He's eating beef. This motherfucker. Uh, and of course, we have the completely non-racist Italian gollywog. <laughs> the only one that's fine. He's mm. holding a pizza pie. He's a winking at you. Oh, you like him a pizza pie? Oh, he's got the checkered pants. Perfect. Great. Love Take it. the gollywog out of it. It's fine. I like the quilt now. It's good now. <sighs> We've got an Indian gollywog. It appears to be a child charming a snake out of a basket. Uh, the South African gollywog. Oh. Horrifying. He's wearing a piss oh, no. hat. He's got a musket, like a blunderbuss oh, type no. deal. Uh, arguably stuff. the darkest of the ones on here. My looks, God. Looks very happy about potentially uh, shooting some animals. We've got a Greek gollywog. He's holding a torch. He's got a toga on. Uh, We've got a Swiss gollywog blowing a big... Oh, is it Switzerland? Is it, uh, uh, he's, no, he's blowing the big... Yeah, French horn for the Alps or whatever. He's calling in his assumingly like uh, also gollywog Saint Bernards. <laughs> oh, of course, there's an Inuit gollywog. Oh, he's holding a fish. He's happy. His eyes are very suspect. There is a German gollywog in lederhosen, big beer, Russian gollywog doing the uh, the little the little babushka dance. Uh, <laughs> And finally, American Gollywog. He's got his chaps. He's got his cowboy hat. He's got his vest on. He is, he's killing some Native Americans. That's he's right. He's killing some Native Americans. Just an absolute cornucopia of Gollywog madness. What do they think the Gollywog is? 
What do Honestly, they? Honestly, I feel like these people don't. They just don't know and what, don't care to listen. What do they think they were doing? It's the here. delightful musical chap they saw oh in a, a review number in the 1930s that they still <laughs> think about every now and then. Oh, boy. Like, I, I get your point, though, Thea, which is what is it about the Gollywog as a concept? Which, for starters, like, it's, it's not a concept beyond doll with racist origins, right? Uh-huh. We can all agree on that? Yep. Uh, Gollywog, doll with racist origins. Who looks at that and says, I need to see the Gollywog perspective from 24 different countries. Hmm. I need to see what a Gollywog would look like if it were in Russia. Just caught the Gollywog madness. I need to see uh, all of the domestic, the domestic <laughs> Gollywogs from all around the world. And of course, you also have to imagine, as would be the fashion with a quilt like this, somebody sitting down and just starting to plan the whole thing. Somebody would have had to draw all of these first. Mm-hmm. Then They've they really thought to, about it. And they're oh, like, how the can I make this one look more Vietnamese? <laughs> what can I do here? Yeah, I mean, it's got the flag on there, but I'm not really getting it across. Just, just incredible stuff. The amount so, of work that has gone into this is so. And I mean, this is probably uh, probably kind of says a lot about the kinds of people who go to, uh, as well as run and judge, quilt shows and yeah. like. <laughs> uh, so this is a Will C show is an agricultural society show right so this is kind of old-timey uh you know mums and dads sewing and doing all this sort of stuff and apparently like the last 60 years hasn't happened to them Mm -hmm. i I don't i don't know but you'd think that this would be just a minor minor feature in this show but it won uh first prize of the entire crafts show um most outstanding exhibit Everybody just got together and went, not only is this fine, but this is good. I just want to uh, point out that this is very common across Australia in country oh, yeah. towns. Any country town, if you go into like a craft store of any kind, there's going to be a wall of the gollywogs. This a is wall the gollywog session, uh, mm-hmm. section. Take your pick. Uh, very, very odd. But of course, they, they have uh, denied this. Um, and they've said the uh, piece was selected purely based on the execution and excellence slash high standard of the workmanship. So they uh. don't see race. <laughs> they just see good stitching. Oh, um, we yes. as an organization do not discriminate based on race, religion, marital status, age, national origin, ancestry, physical or mental disability, medical condition. Pregnancy, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression. Anybody is welcome to uh, make the most racist quilt known to man and enter it here. We will not discriminate. How could they be discriminating against national origin when this has gollywogs from 24 different countries? When this this is a fucking... This is the most most internationally representative gollywog quilt that you have ever seen. Boy. Um, But like you said... Um, this, uh, Lucy, this goes on like every single show in every, every, this goes on in every country town, everywhere, every single day. It's absolutely Um, normal. As well as, uh, the Royal Adelaide show, which, I mean, I think we can all agree, uh, Adelaide is a country town with uh, a million plus people in it. Uh, they really haven't kind of made 
They, I don't think they've applied to be a city yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked that up, but I, I don't think they've gotten the paperwork in yet. Um, but at the uh, Royal Adelaide show uh, last year, three award-winning Gollywog dolls were removed from display following social media backlash. Um, the uh, the dolls, which won first, second, and third places in the handicrafts division at the oh show, God, <laughs> the one kind of craft drew drew the ire of an indigenous uh, community group, um, uh, and uh, deadly deadly yarning from uh, South Australian Aboriginal communities. Uh, and as um, God, I'm sorry, I didn't write this down, but I think it was um, Katan on um, on Twitter. Uh, pointed out, this was 2018. Uh, in 2017, the Gollywog doll was given first prize and won the Judges' Choice Award in the Teddy Bear and Friends craft oh, category. God. And Friends. <laughs> and in 2016, uh, I looked it up and there was a specific category for Best Golly. <laughs> <sighs> And they just shortened that because they've got a little, uh, a little colloquial kind of name for it. Because, well, I mean, you're saying you're saying gollywog so, so many, many times, times a day, yeah. mm. so many times. You got to you got to save some time. And it's some just effort. a time saving measure. Yeah. Uh huh. Efficiency uh, is the watchword, really. Yeah. So I think honestly, we we need to work out what's going on at craft shows. It's, it is such a... I mean, uh, please, write into the show. Mailbag at buntavista.com. If you are from a country other than Australia and this is like a normal thing. I, I'm going to assume sure not. So, I had I'm, this open when you sent it in the Discord. And husband of the show, American husband of the show, Jesse, looked over my shoulder and was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's just part of the booming blackface arts part of our culture. Australia. Don't discriminate. Yeah, I mean, like, so obviously America's got some super racism going on, but at least people understand on some sort of like visceral level that they're supposed to be ashamed of it. Mm. Uh, like, you know, I think we've brought up a million times the the uh, Harry Connick Jr., the American on the Australian show, the only one completely embarrassed by. Uh, you know, contestants putting on a minstrel show. Um, I think we are just still that backwards country. But, but, but we've spoken about this at length before, and the thing that is so perplexing to me about it, right, is that Australians know enough to know that blackface is a thing, right? Uh, ish. Yeah, but, but as in, like... So, so people make the defense quite often of like, yeah, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have the same like cultural legacy in Australia that it does in America. You know, there's like invariably stories around Halloween where like sports, uh, sports people will, you know, get dressed up as like Serena Williams for a Halloween party and everyone put their pictures on Instagram and people go, what are you doing? And they go, hey, it's because I like Serena Williams. And everybody says, uh, once again, we have our annual conversation on why do Australians do blackface so much? Mm -hmm. It's mm. a very prominent conversation. So, people seem to have these defenses which are like, yeah, but it doesn't mean the same thing as it does in America it, because it, we don't have the whole same cultural legacy and everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it you still have does. enough context 
to offer that explanation, all, which means you know does, what it is. All it does is just reveal, as we kind of alluded to earlier in the show, that we like to uh, push our uh, racism um, off, off, you know, not on TV. Uh, we, we like to push it out to regional communities and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff where we can't see it and uh, we don't have to think about it. Uh, we just are very good at compartmentalizing our racism. Um, and it's worth noting as well that uh, wife of the show, my wife, Eleanor, who does various types of craft, um, not making gollywog quilts, um, but, you know, she like she does a bunch of different things, which means that she does look at, like, craft groups on Facebook and stuff like that. And she says that it is, like, when when you join any crafting group in Australia... It is, uh, it is just like a matter of time. You are counting down until you see it. somebody post a gollywog that they made. Um, a bunch of old ladies saying, what a beautiful golly. Uh, and then like one younger woman go, hey, what the uh, fuck? I don't know about this one. And then all of the boomer-aged women on there immediately become incredibly incensed in defending the gollywog as not racist because they had one when they were a kid. Uh, which, as we all know, is the most ironclad defense of racism, is to say that uh, you saw it in the past and it was fine then. You know? Mm-hmm. Perfect. You can't disagree with that. Oh, whole category for best golly. You gotta love it, folks. So, uh, you know, mm. we, we really don't have any solutions for this. We can't even understand why it's happening. Uh, it seems like there's an entire industry and an entire group of people dedicated to just like collectively um, pressing their brains together and forming a psychic wall which enables them to deflect accusations of the gollywog being a uh, kind What's of a problem Andrew it's just a, a cute black thing. doll it's just just a little little black dolly with big red lips I am sure there is a bunch of old people that truly have no idea but for the most part, we've been having this conversation since Harry Connick Jr. was on TV, which I believe was something like 20 years ago. It was quite a while. It was a hell of a long time. Mm. And so with that, let us move to our final segment of the day. Country roads, take me It's Nature Corner, folks. Back with our new theme. That's just beautiful. It's just... That's wonderful stuff. Sorry you weren't here when it debuted, Lucy. I certainly wasn't, but I have heard it and I like it. Well, uh, I just I just couldn't keep it under wraps any longer. It had been secretly sent to me, and I couldn't show anyone. I couldn't show anyone before I revealed it to Theo, making him cry for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was all. planning on doing that anyway, but just the usual. I was already crying. <laughs> Nature corner, folks. Hey, according to this really dumb article. <laughs> Oh, the mirror. the mirror. Just a it's our favorite kind. Haters website slash newspaper. Mm-hmm. N- newspaper with like the air quotes around it. Uh, the mirror 
which has very helpfully um, rebranded their logo so that it has a poppy instead of an O so that you know that they're patriots, you know? It's almost Veterans Day, you know? That's right. I don't know uh, what so that they means. Say, they say that recently an adorable dog went viral for having a face that looked more human than canine. Mm. Uh, so th- this is just a dog that has like nice eyes. You know, is sometimes it, is a dog... it sexy? Like, is it hot? <laughs> it's, I guess it's pretty hot for a dog. <laughs> but, this um, dog kind of looks like Timothy Chalamet. Mm. It kind of, it kind of makes me think of like you know, you know the classic old internet meme uh, of the the dog that's sitting at the table in front of a birthday cake and it's got a birthday mm. hat on and it just looks really fucking high. All right, I've just, I've just put that in the. Uh, I've just put it in the Discord. <sighs> birthday um, dog. Yeah. I don't like the dog's this, face. I'm looking at the dog. Is, this dog is like replying to um, women on Twitter saying like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> you someone to talk to. Yeah. Uh, so really the only kind of human quality of this dog is just the eyes. That's it really. Um, I, I think that calling it more human than canine is a <laughs> very long boat. That's a stretch. Uh, but now there's another strange animal shocking people on the internet. Only this one lives in water instead of on land. Stretching that word count. <laughs> <laughs> a rather unusual fish has been spotted in a lake in China, which appears to have some very odd markings on its face, causing it to look quite human. As fish, as fish go. <laughs> the grand scheme of fish that you've seen. Uh, this one looks quite quite human. human. Uh, a visitor to a village outside the city of Kunming in South China captured a video of the creepy carp. The video was shared on Weibo. 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 Thanks, Ben. That is how it's pronounced. I mean, hit me with that again. It's Weibo. One more time. I'm not doing it again because now Come it sounds on. like I'm being racist. But there's a. That's a weird sound at the end there. That's a real one. It's like BWO at the end. Whoa. Whoa. The Chinese social media platform, and in the clip, the fish can be seen swimming to the edge of the lake and poking its head above the surface of the water. And it basically, it's got some markings on the top of its head that when you kind of squint, sort of, sort of looks like a dude's face. It looks 100% like uh, uh, fans of the show The Mighty Boosh. Uh, in one of the episodes at the end, it's just Noel Fielding's face put onto a fish. <laughs> that it is looks exactly 100% what it looks like. like that. It looks like every fish uh, in uh, The Meaning of Life. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it looks like um, it looks like a 3D model of a person's face, but from like a Nintendo 64 game. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that, that kind of, we've got eight polygons to spend on this, this fish's face. This fish is face. from Goldeneye. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so during the clip, a woman can be heard saying, the fish has turned into a fairy. Of course. People were understandably freaked out by the sight. Now, this is, of course, the portion of a Mirror article where they have described the video that they have taken from another social media source. They've spent half the article just literally telling you what appears. What um, a fish is, in- where a fish lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, another dog that also looked like a thing. <laughs> and, uh, now we are into the portion of the article in which they helpfully transcribe all of the replies on the post as though this is also part of the news. The news being 
fish fish has a bit of its head that kind of looks like a face. It isn't even the fish's face. It's not its face. It's not the fish's eyes and mouth that are like, you're not looking at that going, wow, this fish is staring straight into my soul. It's like it's when like people, the, they post stingrays with the smiley face underneath. That's not its face. You're lying to people. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Saw a great big stingray recently. Mm, did it have it a like, smiley face on it? Well, I wasn't underneath it. I was yeah. standing on a on a pier, looking down, and then I went, "Whoa, look at that guy!" And it was huge, bloody huge. <sighs> so people were understandably freaked out by the sight. One person commented, "This is scary." Mm. Another replied, "Who dares to eat it?" <laughs> the, <laughs> the, wow! I'll eat. I'll eat the fish. Fuck it. Although no one really wants to eat carp, do they? I don't think, I think so. so. Yeah, I think he's more talking fish. about taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's mainly talking about the taste. <laughs> that fish looks like it sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> the video was later shared on Twitter by a user called at unexplained, where it creeped out more people. Holy shit, proclaimed one user. <laughs> Someone else wrote, I am so freaked out right now. Wow. I want to be a journalist. What a dream. <laughs> Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Um, hey, this person didn't do any research. They just saw a post on social sure. media. And they described the post and then they, they wrote down the comments under the post. Not true. Uh, here's where the research part comes in. Back in 2010, well, they say this isn't the first time someone has seen a human-like carp. Back in 2010, a 44-year-old British man claimed that a carp he had bought five months before had begun to develop human-like facial features. Buys a carp and then sits there looking at it for five months. Just checking out my carp's face day to day. Yeah, I can't go to that movie. I am going to look at this carp. Got to go home and make sure that my carp's face is evolving (laughs) the way I expected. Uh, Brendan O'Sullivan from Dagenham, Essex said, It was astonishing. I could easily make out from the markings. Two (laughs) eyes, a nose, and a mouth. I thought I was suffering from sunstroke. Still a possibility. (laughs) Most likely, Brendan. But it also sounds like he's saying the same thing, that it was just markings. And and he was like, Mm. oh, it's kind of in the shape of a face. Local man says, yeah, I can kind of see what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Local man claims uh, if you sort of squint mm-hmm. and if you, if it's, it's got to be the right. No, no that's his eyebrow. No, no. Don't, look at, no don't look at that part of the fish. Mm-hmm. Wrong part of the fish. Uh, and now here's the final sentence of the article, which they just uh, drop and leave there with no explanation. The fish was believed to be worth an estimated 40,000 pounds. Uh-huh. I love this sentence because Once? it implies a few things. One. I feel like this should have been the whole article. <laughs> <laughs> One, there's such a thing as a fish valuer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> can, yeah, I need to book a time for you to come around and appraise my carp. <laughs> just just like a Guy Ritchie movie, like hard-ass Jew kind of like. Yeah. Putting in, putting in the little jeweler's loop and peering at the markings on this rare carp. And uh, second of all, 
there's somebody out there who is willing to pay forty thousand uh, pounds for a uh, fish that, if you look at weird, kind of looks like it has human markings. There's also well, the past been- tense of this sentence. The fish was believed to oh. be worth that much money. Is the fish dead, or is it simply invaluable now? <laughs> or did he did he sell it for a disappointing thirty thousand pounds? Well, it went to auction. <laughs> oh God, I'm a, I'm at Christie's selling my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I feel like this really should have been the whole thing. Is the um is the secret underground carp economy? Mm, for that carp none of that us know anything like about. They have a human know? face on them. Yeah, I'd pay at least five to ten dollars for a carp of that nature. Yeah, but then you got to keep a carp alive, you know. They look nice. Do they? In in yeah. like a Japanese garden, they look very pleasant. Can't I, say I look at their faces much. Well, if it had a face right on top of its head. Yeah, if like, you had a carp that look, looked up at you every at time with a face that's sort of like life is hell. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, I, I paid more than I paid for my car. Uh, for my, for my new car for this cup worth every penny. Every time I look down there and I see something that looks like a, like a um, you know early nineties CGI depiction of Willem Dafoe, I think worth it. Worth it. I had to take out a second mortgage on my house for this, but worth it. <laughs> That's all the time uh, we have this week, folks. So as always, if you would like an extra episode of the show every week. You can head on over to patreon.com slash Vista. Uh, plonk down your five American dollars a month and get twice as much content. Uh, oh, you that's can great also, value. That is great value. That's uh, between, between the free ones and the bonus ones. It's like eight plus hours of original content every month for yeah. only five dollars. It's a lot of content. Yeah, and if you would just like to um, to show your support for us and not bother listening to any of the shows, but still, you know, do the five dollars. Totally that's fine. fine too. That's fine too. We'll take it. We're not proud. None of us are proud. I cannot and emphasize at all. enough. In general, as people. Yes, just as humans, that's <laughs> not proud at all. Oh, and go check uh, out these these Star Wars planes. I'm just having a having a gander at them right now. Very nice. What do you think? Pretty good. Different. Unusual. I like One of them looks like R2-D2. One it of them does. One like C-3PO, you know? A little Boeing 777, but it's R2-D2. Love it. Exactly. Uh, and you can write into the show at mailbag at buntavista.com. And if you would like to call up and leave us a message, which we may or may not play on the show, uh, Australian listeners can call the Buntavista hotline on 1-800-317-515. And American listeners uh, can call the Disgusting American Hotline on 732-876-3446. That's it for us, folks. Please, please stop putting hours and hours of effort into creating uh, racist quilts. We beg you. Make anything else. It's really easy to make a quilt that's not racist. It's, It's almost definitely more effort. To craft a racist quilt. Get some Warhammer figurines like a normal person. Hmm. Mm. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.